From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 1st, or August 15th, 2012. Uh, from Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Dustin West. Join at the table this week by Sean Thompson, Kathleen Bobbitt, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this segment, Kevin and John are going to have their review of cruising in and around Canada on board the Disney Magic. Where'd you guys go? What'd you do? We uh, This particular cruise was the end part of a much longer trip that we took. We went out to California, spent a couple days out in Hollywood on our own. Then we did the Backstage Magic right. Disneyland Adventures by Disney uh, trip. And then we flew across country and wound up in New York for a couple of days and then got on the Disney Magic. We're not sadists or masochists. We had booked the Disney Cruise when they first were announced. And then our Adventures by Disney contracts came out in May of last year. We had already had this cruise booked for a while, and neither one of us thought about the scheduling of the Backstage Magic and how close it was to the Disney cruise. So we didn't do this intentionally. It sort of was us not paying attention and agreed to two things that were very, very close together. It worked out okay because... We, we love the Adventures by Disney trips. We love those backstage magic trips. They're fantastic. But kind of like a podcast cruise, they're a little bit of work for us. Right. Where we feel responsible to help people get from place to place and make sure everyone's having a good time. So we were looking forward to the cruise as being our vacation portion of the trip. This is going to be great. We're going to be on the cruise and we're going to have a vacation. So we went to New York for a couple of days. We had a good time. Met up with some friends and went to dinner and did some New York things. And then we went and got on the ship for the beginning of the cruise. Now, first and foremost, this is not Port Canaveral. This is a cruise terminal in New York City. So while Disney has put up Welcome Disney Cruise Line banners, yeah. it's not exactly a pretty terminal. Yeah. For those of you who have sailed out of Port Canaveral, this will make you appreciate the ease that Port Canaveral offers. Very yeah. much so. We also were boarding at the same time, I think, three other ships. And they all shared the same terminal. All okay. had the same terminal. So we walked past the check-in desk for Norwegian and the check-in desk for Royal Caribbean and Carnival to go back to the Disney area. It sounds a little more like an airport than the Disney. Giant, big hangar, giant, big building, and then just you went in. None of the amenities of right. Port Canaveral, none of the decoration of Port Canaveral. Right. In addition to it, there, these were not Disney cast members working the terminal. These were contractors, subcontractors. Oh. Oh. And while they were all great, you could just tell they weren't Disney employees. Right. Yeah. No real complaint. We went in. We checked in. We got to the terminal fine. Now, we got there about 12.15. And the line for check-in was a switchback line that had to be 300 or 400 people. It was oh really, my. really long, yeah. Oh and we, so we walked in and went, ugh. Did you have an uh, assigned check-in time, or is it just like a... John and I have reached platinum status with our Castaway Club membership, Mm -hmm. so we don't have to pick a time. We're allowed to board the ship at our discretion, and I'm 
very, very pleased to say that there was a line just for platinum check-in. Good. And we, we bypassed the line, and we had to wait. Two people were ahead of us. And the rest of our group, there were 16 of us traveling together. Wow. Um, and this was not a Disney. This was not... There were no... Um, speeches there were no special appearances there were no special events credentials this was john and kevin <laughs> sitting on their butts on a lawn chair with their friends right. so it was this had been planned and it had been kind of quiet because it wasn't i this wasn't a working vacation right, you weren't for trying us. to make this an official event right. right this was us going on vacation so we actually they had already checked in and had to sit in the terminal and we bypassed them also so we get on the ship and i think the first thing we both noticed, and the other people with us noticed, was that the Disney Magic is in need of a rehab. Yeah. Really kind of, I don't want to say it was in bad, bad shape, but there are some really noticeable problems with this ship. Um, railings were all, the, the nice teak wood railings were all chipped. And the the railing arts at our stateroom looked like a scene from The Birds. <laughs> It looked like the birds had attacked our railing. Our railing was pitted and chipped. And while this doesn't really affect the inside of the stateroom, if you're a Disney fan, these are things that stand out because they're not perfect. Well, I know on the fantasy and the dream, I can't get away from the amount amount of workers that are constantly restaining. Yeah, restaining yeah. or washing. So there they, was work on the ship. There was people varnishing and, and what pressure washing, but the ship needs to go in. When is the, the next dry dock? I believe it's in like five weeks or oh, okay. seven weeks or something like that. I'm gonna it, get that it, wrong. Yeah, it's needed. We were up on deck. Um, Everybody was up on deck. First of all, we were going to sail past uh, the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. And then we were going to go under the Veranzano Narrows Bridge, which is kind of cool to be standing up on top of a a cruise ship and go under that bridge. Looking over the edge, you could see down where the tops of the metal pieces over the staterooms and things like that. There's a great deal of rust on the Disney mm-hmm. Magic. We were sitting and having lunch one day and the ceiling is made out of like slatted metal, like metal um, slats. And a couple of them were broken or bent or and not yeah. aligned. And again, this is not something that would affect your enjoyment of the right. ship, but if you're a Disney fan, you not only come to expect it, but those those things then stand out because everything is usually so perfect. Also, coming off of the dream and the fantasy, I think it was a big shock for us. Right. Because those are brand new, shiny, right, yeah. everything seemed perfect. And the magic was kind of like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to the magic. But hopefully in the dry dock, they will fix now, it. Now, the magic is also 15 years old. Right. right. So However, it didn't affect its running. It ran fine. There was no mechanical problems. There was nothing um, that affected our vacation. It was just more of a, we got on and noticed it. This is not something we would have ever complained about. Right. This was just, it was, yeah, it was things you notice because you've seen it perfect. Um. Just sort of give you a general overview. We had a really great time on this cruise, mm-hmm. specifically because of who we spent the cruise with. We had a chance to, to cruise with some really good friends, people who we've traveled with before on Adventures by Disney trips, so we knew them. Some newer friends we got to know well. So I think that was that's the overall theme of this cruise. We had a fantastic time. However, there were some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. We had, you talked about the dining room. We had some food issues on this cruise. Um, every meal, something got sent back. 
I ordered a sear ahi tuna appetizer one night and it came out with a very, very bad metallic taste, almost like it had been canned. And I mean, they were very good about taking it back and repl- replacing it with someone else. The other one night they, they pushed this crab dip that came with um, roaster baked pita chips. The baked pita chips were delicious. The crab dip went around. They had pushed it so hard that almost everybody at the table ate it. And almost everybody at the table took or ordered it. And everybody took a bite and went, ooh. It was vile. It was absolutely (laughs) vile and disgusting. It wasn't even kind of like, well, I guess I could eat this. It was it was awful. So they're pushing it, trying to just get rid of it. Maybe, maybe I don't it was know. the expiration date was like two days ago or something. And <laughs> let's get these cans out. Also, we have found in the past that your server team, the best ones are friendly and engaging, but unobtrusive. Right. To a person at our table, the conversation came around to these might be the two most obtrusive people I've ever met in my entire life. You couldn't have a conversation without one of them bending down and looking in your face and saying, do you want ice? And you think, wait, just pour the, just pour the water. This doesn't require a conversation. Always a hand coming over in front of you, always taking a plate away, always putting something down. It just felt like we were, we were working around them at dinner trying to enjoy ourselves. And I don't want to make this come across as snobby. It's not like we were having the most important conversations on earth. Right. But you couldn't get through two lines of conversation without one of them asking you, what else do you want? What do you need? Do you want ice? Do you want me to turn your plate? Do you want a new napkin? And you'd think, you know, are we being that difficult that you feel the need to take this emotional temperature every couple minutes? <laughs> it finally got to the point where not our last night of the cruise, but the night before our, the, the night before that, the two of them came over to the table and done some did something I've never seen on any Disney cruise. They stood there and they wanted us to rate them on their service while they were standing there. They wanted us to tell us what they did good and they wanted uh, yeah they wanted us to tell them what they did good and what they did bad and to give them a score on a 1 to 10 it was I the most so uncomfortable bizarre. moment right. ever. They wanted you to tell them out loud? Yeah. yeah. Like he announced to the whole table, oh. we have an announcement, big table of people. And we had two tables, one table of 10 and one table of six right oh next to each gosh. other. So it was, you know, I, I finally said to them, this is very weird. And if you're asking me to rate you, I would tell you that this is a mistake. <laughs> See, the problem was is that we, <laughs> have, we have some people who are not afraid to share their opinion on this cruise. <laughs> so at first everyone was kind of like, okay, let's get through, through this moment. And then I could see Kevin starting to crack and I thought, oh, we're, here we go. This, this is odd. This is not yeah. going to be good. It's and he told them. Odd and it's uncomfortable. Stop doing this. It was just so, so bizarre. So they weren't just telling you there is a survey available. No. no. They wanted it right then, right now, verbally. Yes. Right. Did you see other servers doing it to other no. tables? No. And it was... I, I've had servers that were excellent, and I, would, I remember one of them so well. His name was Plamen. He was a Bulgarian shot putter. <laughs> but most of them, I mean, I, I see people request certain servers over and over again, and that's because of a familiarity. Another thing that's a hallmark of Disney service is you order a Diet Coke the first night. The next night you go into dinner, and there's a Diet Coke yeah, waiting there, for yeah, you. Yeah, it's there. Every night was, who gets the Diet Coke? What do you want? Oh, you want 
little ice? You want more ice? We had one member of our party who didn't want the Disney desserts and every night ordered a Mickey bar. And the first night they brought out the Mickey bar and it had fudge on it and it had those little <laughs> confetti sprinkles, sugary yeah, sprinkles spring. on it. And she said, okay, this is great, but I don't really like those. Can I just get a plain Mickey bar? Yes, ma'am. And they didn't send a- this back. Said for the future. Right. Can I right. just get a plain Mickey bar? Uh, the second night, can I get a plain Mickey bar? And it comes out with fudge and sprinkles. So by about the fourth night, she had a little meltdown. <laughs> I <laughs> asked her the Mickey same alone. thing every night. So finally we said to him, bring it out and don't open it. Leave it in the package so we know you haven't touched it. <laughs> Another weird it thing so that they weird. would do is they would wait until after our appetizers, they would come over with a random appetizer and say, another table <gasps> didn't want this. Do you want it? What? And you, Are you serious? What? Every night. Leftover every food? Night, we had dessert one night. And someone ordered the creme brulee at another table and, and don't want it. Do you want it? No. <laughs> and you'd think, Did that, that's really it odd. It's an odd... I'm, I and mean, they're happened. free. I would order it if I wanted it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, we sat there with tuna fish sandwiches while everybody else had steak. Here, if somebody doesn't want their steak. Yeah. Um, the dining rooms had trouble with meat on this cruise. It was either cooked until the point that it was a little lump of gray biological matter, or it was so underdone that you weren't sure it wasn't dead. You weren't sure it was dead. <laughs> I, I, every night, lamb got sent back. Um, beef got sent beef, back. Beef got sent oh, back. Yeah. Pork got sent back. It was either so overcooked that it was shoe leather, or it was so undercooked that it seemed unsafe to eat. One night they had a mixed grill and they had taken rather mild pork sausage and wrapped bacon around them and put them like on a wood grill. That's how it tasted. And everybody got one on their plate. Well, it got to the point where everybody realized that this was the best tasting thing in the meal. So we had asked if they could have more, if we could have a couple more sausage. Well, they came out with these platters of sausage and there were still, they had overdone it. They brought too many. And then they wanted to know, if we wanted more and we said, no, no, this was actually too many to begin with. Did we want them wrapped up to take to our stateroom with us? Where every other Disney cruise I've ever been on, the service team had been very smooth. This was like they hired two of the three stooges (laughs) (laughs) and they just couldn't get their act together. It It was so bad that the last night we had gone to Palo one night for dinner, two nights in a row for dinner, which was nice. There was some issues with there, but it was for the most part, it was a good meal. However, the last night of the cruise, we decided we're just not going to do it. It was too much work. I to go just to the dining can't room. take, yeah. you know, Abbott and Costello and their <laughs> show. I and if they wanted to know how they did the night before the last night, I imagine there were several of us who just bailed on dinner altogether and had cheeseburgers up on deck, where we could just sort of sit and talk without. Did you talk to the people that stayed at the dining rooms the rest of the ship? Well, we actually, that's the night we went back. We walked past the dining room and realized they were still in there. Mm-hmm. Again, one of these things where it's like a three-hour meal. Right. And you think, oh, jeez. Right. Our dinner was at 8.45, 8.15, and this was like 11.15, and they were still in there. So we just walked in, and because our seats were already there, it's not like we were giving, someone else had our seats. We just walked in and... Because it was the last night, we wanted to say goodbye, say, you right. know, thanks for joining us and stuff like that. Well, it started. It, it, the two of them just were, are you going to eat now? Do you want an appetizer? Do you want dessert? What do you want? And you thought, I just, I'm, I'm fine. And no matter what you said to them, 
It was never enough for them to just walk away. Yeah. I want you to go away. <laughs> At some point, people started saying that. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone to eat. Wow. Um, wow. But again, you know, the, the, the saving grace of that was that we traveled with a great group and we were right. able to laugh our way through it and have a good time and just enjoy ourselves. And again, with a Disney ship, you don't go hungry. You know, we could go up on deck and get a hamburger. We, we had room service a couple times during the trip. Room service was fast and hot and good. So we found something new. Really? They have a BLT where they cut the crust off. <laughs> and I have to tell you, this was the talk of our group. The, <laughs> BL, the, BLT. the BLT orders must have tripled on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the word got out. The word got out. The very first night, some, after the first night, someone when our party said, did you try the BLT? And we said, no. He goes, try them. They're really good. Ask for mayonnaise. So the next night, John and I ordered two BLT. And we thought, oh, those are good. <laughs> so the, the word spread through the ship pretty quickly. <laughs> and I want to say that these two gentlemen stood out because they were so different from what you're used to. Yeah. So it's more of the exception to the rule than the rule. But it stands out at Disney because you're used to the rule. Right. Right. Now, on this trip, we stopped. We had two stops in Canada. One was in Halifax. First stop was Halifax. Second stop was St. John's. We got to Halifax, and it was rainy and overcast and a little gloomy out. We had originally planned to just go out and walk around, but because it was kind of miserable, we decided to sort of bail on that quickly. And we stepped off the ship, and there was a gentleman with a car that said, Car for hire. So I figured, well, that's a good enough reference, right? <laughs> he must be safe. So we hired this guy, <laughs> curbside. This is what you get for doing this. This is what they warn you not to do at the exactly. Orlando Airport. Never, ever, ever go in a stranger's car. But he looked like a nice guy. The joke was, don't go to the second location. <laughs> yeah. So we got in the car with this gentleman, and we said, listen, we have a couple hours before we did have a planned activity. We just want to see the highlights of Halifax. So he was kind enough to drive us around and give us a history of Halifax, which, in a nutshell, there was a big explosion. Now you know the history of Halifax. Yay. In 1917, there was an explosion when two ships collided. End of story. Yeah. Kind of. And, pretty and, much. and the humans sprayed everywhere and started a civilization? No. I, yeah, there you well, go. First of all, we got in this, the, the, his car, and his first words were, I used to drink. Right. <laughs> he was... It was a great experience. What, this morning? <laughs> yeah, um, when was the he last was an one? alcoholic and he stole from the church <laughs> and, and he was a rabble He never rouser. had a job for more than a couple years and he wasn't staying at this job. And he and felt the need to share this with Within for minutes. Three, for three hours. <laughs> within minutes. Within minutes, we knew everything. <laughs> for three hours. And then at one point he said, um, if you take the longer eight-hour tour, I have a spiel, but I don't really have anything prepared, so I'm just kind of making stuff up. And we're like, well, okay, we're believing you. I guess it's okay. And we want to thank you for that. One of the highlights <laughs> of this was we went across the bridge, and we saw where the explosion took place. And I'm not exaggerating. This is their, this is their, their big history. claim to fame. And then he took us into a neighborhood, and he said... This neighborhood isn't as nice as some of the other neighborhoods. This is where the drug dealers, the pimps, and the prostitutes live. But they don't throw beer cans on their lawn. They're neat. And we thought, <laughs> okay. He said, I'm going to take you to see a cannon. Now, do you remember the smokestacks that were by the river? And you're like, just get us back to the ship without killing us, okay? So we drove three and a half miles, and he took us to what is a children's playground at this point. And in front of the children's playground, there are these two concrete pillars, and sitting on this is a cannon 
that droops at one end. <laughs> I can't, I don't <laughs> the working end of the cannon where the cannonball would come out droops. And he said, this is from the explosion in 1917. And this is where they found it. And all they did was put concrete pillars underneath of it. This traveled three and a half miles and bent a, uh, a metal cannon. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to get out and take pictures? I'm like, no, that's okay. <laughs> now, remember, now, again, we're in the pimps and prostitutes and drug dealers neighborhood. The but they're district. neat. But they're, they're nice. nice. They're yeah. fine. They're, they're good people. They're good people. <laughs> they don't throw beer cans on their lawn. So then we get down with the droopy cannon. That was it. And then we went to the cemetery. Okay. The other second claim to fame is that this is apparently where some of the Titanic people washed up on shore. No. Oh, oh no, that was Halifax sent people out to save them, to oh, rescue them. I thought that's they didn't just, like, <laughs> arrive. I thought there was a big wave and they went, Okay, oh, no, we had the weirdest Maybe conversation. It was like, raining, and there were three of us in the car. It was John and me and my friend Kristen. Well... <laughs> So, that was, so we go to the cemetery. Do you want to see the cemetery where the uh, people from the Titanic are buried? And some of them are unmarked graves, and some of them they knew where the, who the people were, and they marked the graves. And it was actually kind of fascinating. Okay. It was a, a cool thing to see. Now, I stayed in the car with our driver. It's and muddy I, and rainy and slippery and rocky. So Kevin It was started. raining, and I didn't want to get out and look at gravestones. Um, and I, I swear on my life, this was a conversation as it happened. He, now, first of all, as we were driving around through a very nondescript town, <laughs> this could have been anywhere in the Northeast. Right. There was nothing really magical about Halifax. It was pretty, but it wasn't like someplace that had a lot to look at. So as we're driving around, he says to me, well, you know, we had pride here two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and 28,000 people came. And I thought, well, that's random information, but great. I'm glad I didn't know that, you know, you're prideful. <laughs> so John and Kristen get out at the cemetery, and he turns to me and he says, are you and he married? And I said, yes. He said, are you gay? No. And I thought... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was for him to stay in the country. Does, doesn't that one follow the other? Right. And I said, yes. He says, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I thought, good. He goes... I like the gays. And I thought, good. So he says, and who's the girl? I said, well, she's a friend. Oh, so she's not involved with you. <laughs> no. So he says, I don't have any problems with this. And I thought, oh, thank God. So they finally get back in the car. And when we get back to the ship, I explain to this. And John says, how long were we gone? It's not like 30 seconds. I don't understand how he has these conversations with people. Now, they get back in the car, and he has just told them that they should get out and walk around this cemetery. And he says, I can't. When they get back in the car, we're driving out of the cemetery, which was a very pretty cemetery. He says to John and Kristen, my grandmother would kill me if I ever walked on sacred ground. I don't know how you do it. And I thought, well, you told us to. <laughs> and then he explained to us that his grandmother was very superstitious and that her husband was a boat driver and that she baked bread all the time. But she thought... If she turned the bread pan over to shake the bread out, that his boat would turn over. So he's driving at like 50 miles an hour, and this is not going to be good on the radio, but holding the bread pan in his hand, and she would shake the bread pan up and down until like the bread jumped out. Now, it's very quiet in our car, and all I'm thinking is, hold on to the wheel, hold on to the wheel, hold on to the wheel. I don't care what grandma's bread did. Hold on to the wheel. So we had a very exciting driver. <laughs> 
character. Yes. And again, the, I think part of the problem with going here was it's very, very New England town. Yeah. So, and we both grew up on the Northeast and on the coast. So it wasn't like it was like, oh, look at this town looks so different. It right. kind we of didn't like, grow up in the desert and all of a sudden we're in, you know, the maritime area. This was, right. we grew up this yeah. way. So it was, you know, while it was nice that we did it, it didn't seem like it was a place that had a lot of things to see and things to do. Apparently there's other stuff you can go and see and do, but it's further away. And we didn't have time to do that. You know how Pete said he asked his driver to take him to any of the unique shops? We asked the same question of our driver, and he told us there was a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight. <laughs> so we get done with that, and our next thing was we had a food walking tour. We were supposed to do this um, highlight of Halifax gourmet walking tour. Now, I, I, we should say that, um, again, the weather was not very good, but at the port, there is all these little piers with shopping areas inside. Mm-hmm. There's a farmer's market. And this kind of spreads up around the port. So it wasn't like there was nothing to do. But we were there like on a Tuesday. And all we kept hearing was, oh, you should be here on Saturday. <laughs> all of this is open. And you think, well, I'm leaving today. So <laughs> it's not like I can come back. Well, what are the people that work there doing during the week? Their day job? I don't. I, I can't tell you. Is it like a flea market kind of deal? Where no, only it's more of a farmers market, a with fisherman's wharf type of thing. Yeah. Some craftsmen, some people doing craft work, jewelry, and things like that. Yeah. There was a large portion that was a food market that was closed. There was a cheese shop. There was a chocolate shop. Um, Go ahead. Tell I, have, I have a feeling it would have been more interesting if it, the weather was nicer. Just because it was so miserable, it was kind of like, let's just get back on the ship. Well, I'm surprised because of the ship being in port, you think those were the days it would be open. I, I have a feeling that our driver made this tour up as he went along. <laughs> he said to me, he actually told us, he said, well, there, if you had done the eight-hour tour, I would have taken you out to see Peggy's Cove. I would have taken you to see this. I would have taken you to see that. But because you have this engagement later, I'm kind of, his words, winging this, and I had to Google some of the stuff I didn't know about. <laughs> I think for what he did, he was nice. He was just, he happened to be a character. And a I don't want to make it ever sound like he wasn't nice or polite. Right. but Super nice. Couldn't have been nicer. We asked to stop. In, in Canada, the big thing, quote-unquote, is Tim Hortons. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a, a Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's much better. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Stop. No. You don't like Tim Hortons? We stopped for Tim Hortons because we thought we had to. I didn't think it was that one. Maybe right. we were at a bad one. Oh, maybe. No, yeah, I'm in you Detroit. Weren't. Oh, no, they're good. Um, uh, uh, Kristen got a ginger maybe snap cookie and thought it was excellent. I coffee is We good. got coffee and we didn't think it was all that good. And their oh, donuts wow. are void of any moisture. And their donuts looked good, but we didn't have a donut. So in any event, that was kind of the thing is, you know. If you've ever been to Hawaii and you know what an ABC store is, there are more Tim Hortons. Every there block literally, is a Tim Hortons. Every yeah. other store is a Tim Hortons. We stopped at one point and we could see six from the front window. <laughs> it's even worse in Toronto. 7-Eleven's here, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, or Starbucks. Or, I mean, yeah, if you I mean, took really 7-Eleven, Starbucks, and the Gap, then you've got Tim Hortons. <laughs> We went to a mall in Nova Scotia. I'm jumping ahead, and there were three in the mall. <laughs> so let's just get real quick. The the food tour, we kind of bailed on after the first couple of minutes. It wasn't what we expected. It was, was it raining. Me? There was a lot of walking. 
uphill and downstairs, and she said to me, well, we're going to do what we can, because I use a cane, especially in the rain, because my balance isn't that good, and my knee is bad. And she said, well, there's only one place where there's three or four staircases. And I thought, I'm going back to the ship. <laughs> so we kind of bailed on that, and that was fine. And the people who did it, who stayed, went and did it, and they had a good time with it. And came back and said, you made the right choice, right, as far as being accessible and... Now, was this a Disney excursion? No this, no, this was something we found online. Okay. And you went to, um, well, she started out, the way it was described is you were going to taste the best of Halifax. And in her little pre-speech, she said, today you're going to try spring, spring rolls and pizza. <laughs> if I can get this in St. Cloud, Florida, <laughs> it's not all that exotic. Okay. <laughs> People who did the tour liked it. They thought it was good. It just, it just kind of was a culmination of the end of the day and the weather and everything. We said, let's just go back to the ship. Now, one of the people on our trip was from Canada, and we torture her mercilessly. We ask her things like if she has a zip code, if the roads where she lives are paved. Can, does she know Eskimos? And this is all just... I told her that. I had to bring a wheelbarrow because I went to an ATM and got Canadian money. <laughs> so I had to get a wheelbarrow. So... And to, you all know her. This is Tracy from Dreams oh, yeah. Unlimited Travel. So we torture her mercilessly. Mm-hmm. And she tells us how lovely Canada is and how rich the culture is. And we just kind of continue to torture her. Well, as we're pulling away from Halifax, we had stopped at this pier. And on the side of the pier, it says, one of the seven Canadian wonders of the world. <laughs> one of the seven Canadian wonders. This is Tracy, the yeah. I'm very picky about what I eat. Tracy. Yes, and she was the one who had the problem with the Mickey bar. Oh. That's yeah. right. So I can't name a single Canadian wonder. Well, the pier, apparently, Pier 21. <laughs> the big, big Pier 21. Huge. Well, it was later explained to us, so I don't get the Canadians writing to us, right. that this was a port when people were emigra- emigrating to the um, North America, that a great many emigrated through this particular pier. Okay. So it's big in Canadian history. However, it's a pier. And so without knowing the backstory of it, it's like, oh, look, Canada built a pier, and it's one of the seven wonders of the world. That so, did not get exploded in the big explosion. This is after the explosion. <laughs> okay. We heard about the hole that's under the river. Oh, this is big. I mean, everybody who came back to dinner that night said had the, talked about the explosion because that's all they talked about on every tour. And some people knew what kind of boats they were, and other people knew none of them had seen the droopy cannon except us. Oh, you're ahead. All right, so that's Halifax. The next day is St. John's. Um, Get to St. John's, and it was actually a beautiful day. The weather was perfect. It was sunny. Well, before you do that, let's talk about the trip from Halifax to St. John. We literally went by the foghorn. The boat was completely fogged in. You could not see the railings. If you were inside, you couldn't see the railings on the ship. The fog was that thick. Oh, wow. Ooh, scary. It was, um, it, it, I was never afraid, but it, it was a very, it's a Stephen King experience. Right. Very different experience. That's kind of cool. you go to the Caribbean and it's beautiful and bright and Clear. you can see for miles. Yeah. This was a very, very unique experience. I mean, it didn't get dark until 10 o'clock, it seemed, because everything was so white outside your window. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, we would sit and watch people walk around the deck, and if they were right up against the ship, you could see them. If they moved out towards the railing, they disappeared into the fog. It was, it was weird, weird and cool and... Oh, I'd like to ha- scary. hang out on the, the deck where people can run around the ship. You never know if somebody's going to run into you. 
That's horrifying. <laughs> it is. It's a little. Listen to some scary music. Yeah. Let's just say, get the theme music going. Stephen King's The Mist kept coming into my Date the next day was St. John's, and that had sort of burnt off. In the morning, it was a little bit foggy, a little bit hazy. I, but we didn't. Go ahead. I just have a question. Where is St. John's? Is that in Nova Scotia? Is that Prince that's, Edward Island? Or? That's Newfoundland, isn't it? No, no, that's it's almost still in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. It's like um, actually, when you're in Halifax, it was explained to us that you're at a lower longitude or latitude. The ones that go across. Yeah, which one goes across? Lat- latitude. latitude. You're at a lower latitude than Northern Maine. So you're actually further south when you're in Halifax than right. northern Maine. And then St. John is kind of Halifax, and in the bay. Halifax comes down a little bit and then you go up and like into the bay and St. John is up there. St. John was a little more picturesque. Right. So we had a beautiful day, nice weather, everything was great. The town seemed a little more picturesque, could have been the weather, but we had a great day there and that was a day that we had planned nothing. And we said, what should we do? What? Max agrees. Let's just get off the boat and see what happens and see what our day brings us. When we first got off the boat, there are tents set up. Disney Cruise Line had put a giant white tent up, and in there there were places where you could get one of the hop-on, hop-off buses. You could sign up for a tour. There's a little bit of shopping in there. And we, you get a taxi, and we went over to the taxi person, and we said, we want to go someplace that has shopping. And there was some confusion. Well, you could go to this place you can take a cab ride in it's a couple minutes then someone said just go for a walk around the, the pier area they seemed to think that we mean what we meant by shopping that we should go to this mall which was a 10 or 15 minute ride and we kind of decided that's what we were going to do and then another person walked over and said this is a suburban mall this is like some place you're going to be able to go probably at home he said there is a walmart out there there are um department stores and we said well that's really not the shopping we were looking for and they told us that i forget what it was called market square that if we kind of just hugged the the wharf and kept walking around that we couldn't help but walk smack dab into this place so that's what we did and at first it was a little weird it was a little bit industrial kind of like uh we crossed train tracks and Mm -hmm. you passed by uh, places where like boats would come up, be launched from uh, into the bay. But then as we kind of went around, it got really, really pretty. It did get pretty. And there was shopping inside, and it was more like what we were looking for. Specialty shops. Yeah, specialty shops, shops that sold things that had to do with St. John and things like that. And then we had lunch. And I apologize, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but I don't want to hear anybody ever complain about the price of Disney food again. <laughs> crazy, we had lunch. expensive. In a place that everybody wanted, apparently, um, fresh lobster rolls are the food of choice in Nova, in Nova Scotia. So everybody wanted to get one of the lobster rolls. We went into a restaurant where a cup of clam chowder was $17. Good oh, Lord. The lobster roll, $17 seemed to be like the baseline. And I thought, well, I can't pay $17 for a cup of soup. I, it, unless it has, you know, it could have three or four lobsters in it, and it's still more than I... So... We ordered, and I decided I was going to get a salad, and I thought it said five ninety five with chicken. Then I realized the salad was fourteen dollars, and the chicken that went in the salad was five ninety five <laughs> so this was twenty dollars for um a side salad with chicken in it. I don't want to say that the food was okay um 
I had the lobster roll. John had a fish and chips. It was called Millionaire Fish and Chips. It had fish. How much it cost? Because you have to be a millionaire to afford it. However, now they couldn't accommodate. There were seven of us. They couldn't accommodate us at one table. So it was a party of four and a party of three. Our party of three was the Millionaire Fish and Chips, the lobster roll, and then Kristen had uh, nachos, but they weren't made on nacho chips. They were made on fried pita chips. They had made pita chips and then made nachos out of them. So they're really thick. Clearly the winner in this, and I think that one was nine ninety five or eleven ninety five, but it was really good. It was a huge portion. Yeah. So when I when I hear people say, even me, that Disney food can be expensive, seventeen dollars for a cup of soup is shocking. Yeah, I think so. After that, we we, got, uh, we actually found a little uh, craft fair. Yep, there was a craft fair outside of this, and everybody seemed to find something they liked. I mean, there were. Everybody came home with some kind of craft fair doodad. Right. Everybody seemed to have a good time. Then we walked back to the ship and spent the rest of the day on the ship. And as we started to pull out, the ship was, that was pirate night. Mm -hmm. And the ship was totally fogged in again. Oh. We went to Palo that night. But did that work to the the advantage of pirate night? Well, we kept saying they're not going to have pirate night. If If you shoot off fireworks, I mean... We sat in Palo. That was our night that we all went to Palo together as a group. And again, you couldn't see the railing of the ship, which was eight feet away or six feet away, whatever. And we had, I said, I don't believe they're going to have pirate night. I don't think you could see fireworks. I don't think it would be safe to have everybody up on deck. The fog cleared enough that pirate night went off without a hitch and the fireworks went off. And as soon as pirate night was over, the ship fogged in again. Wow. So... It was a different sailing experience. I have to say that the people in Canada were extremely friendly. Um, even our driver who drank and took us to see where the hookers lived. Stole from the collection box. And stole from the collection box. Um, a. A. No, he had sort of a... He was Irish. He had an, an Irish, Irish lilt to his voice. And he kept telling us that he was a Newfie from Newfoundland, and they were a special breed, and that they should have their own culture. They're a distinct culture, and they think that he thinks they should secede from Canada. And I'm thinking... Okay, go ahead, do it. Yeah, I think he was on a spaceship once, too. <laughs> he was very nice, but it was... It was very weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was, really was kind of like that guy in, in Hawaii that drove us to the uh, to uh, to the hotel that day, and he got into that conversation about uh, the telephones. Yes. And it went on and on about texting was free, but they charge you so much for it. And, and he made us do all that, and they kept calling me Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have something to share with you. If you are an iPad owner and you get on this cruise, your I, my iPad, I have an AT&T iPad. My iPad worked in St. John and Halifax. However, I didn't, John said, are you sure that you're not tr- racking up charges? And I said, well, no. I mean, we pay a certain amount. You have a flat rate. The fact that it's working, no. I came home to twelve hundred dollars worth of <gasps> those, those are international roaming. Oh. Right, international roaming. I did not understand that. Inter- I thought international roaming was for your cell phone. Right. I had thought it was my understanding that when you played a, paid a flat rate for unlimited availability, and if it worked, it worked. Right. Kevin found out because he got a little message on his iPad that said, "You've gone over a certain allotment in your roaming. We are worried that someone stole your iPad." This is paraphrasing it. So we're going to turn you off. 
So they turned my iPad off. I mean, and you I said, could... yes, someone stole my iPad and went to Canada. We should have said that, right? <laughs> I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you have a driver who lives in Canada. I do have a driver who lives in Canada. John has worked it out that they're going... Oh, I pretty much said, listen, we're dumb. We didn't realize this was going to happen. <laughs> so AT&T is going to work with us, but we eventually got him turned back on. So if just be, be known, let it be known that if you take your iPad on one of these Canada cruises, that if you have an American iPad, yes, it will work. B, it's very expensive. Yeah. Wow. Canada is a different country. It's going to. I thought, you know what? And it even worked as we were close to shore. And I right. kept saying, well, I still have a signal. And my understanding is that I, I, what I believed was that because I had a signal and again, I had this flat unlimited rate that was grandfathered in from my very first iPad that this was accessible to me. That's not absurd to think that. Also, too, you think, okay, when we go to Europe, it doesn't work because it's AT&T. Right. So we kind of thought, well, it's working, so it must be AT&T. It must be an AT&T. So it must be the same. It's it's just one of those things, lessons you learn along the way. So I just want everybody else to know that don't do it. Really? Yeah. And that was it. That's, you know, the next night was our last night. We had seen, uh, I had seen Avengers on the cruise. Great thing about Disney Cruise Line is they show movies. They show both 3D and regular movies. That's cool. It's a regular movie theater. In addition to the Buena Vista Theater, they show them in the Walt Disney Theater. So if you don't want any of the shows, movies are available. Cool stuff's available. We went to see Brave. We made a mistake. Brave was being shown in 3D, and I don't see 3D. So we waited until the non-3D showing, and it started at 11.15, or 11.45. And we went to the showing and sat through the first half, and if you haven't seen it, it's a marvel of animation. The fact that her hair looks like actual hair and not um, Ariel from The Little Mermaid hair, it's not one solid piece. And when she rides the horse, the scene where she rides the horse blew me away. But the the story wasn't... We got tired, and they... I don't want to give away it if you haven't seen it, but it went from being this very moving story about the empowerment of women to the Three Stooges. (laughs) And I think the fact that it was... Silly and slapstick and... The fact that it... Yeah, it got very silly and slapstick, and the fact that it was now like 12.30, we just gave up and went to bed. So we only saw the first half of Brave. And I'm not doing a movie review, but... It was. I think this was our fault. We went at the wrong time. I but, actually did like it, but I know what you mean, though. I, I totally get that. Where it sort of had yeah, that. It, it does switch. Plot switch in the middle. Yeah. It kind of got weird. But in general, great cruise. We had a fantastic time. Again, you know, the meals and the the the, the condition of the ship. I think were kind of noticed more by our group than anybody else. Yeah. We had some first time cruisers on the ship, and I don't think it affected them as much as it affected us. So I think because we've cruised before, it affected us more. I have another little tip to tell you. And I don't know if it was just us, but I think this is for everybody. When you got off the ship in New York, you're in that luggage warehouse. Right. And we found our luggage, and we used a porter because we had a lot of it. Because we had been on, this was actually the third portion of our vacation. Fourth portion. Well, we went to Cal- yeah, we went to California. We stayed a couple days in New York and then we got on a cruise. So, we had been away quite a while. So, there was a bit of luggage and it wasn't easily handled by John and I. So, we had a porter take our luggage. I watched the people who were in the terminal and hand pulling their luggage from the warehouse. The line for customs was 
again, two or 300 people long, we would have stood there for easily an hour to an hour and a half. Because we had a porter, we were ushered to another line. There were two people ahead of us. He took us outside, and because the terminal is two levels, downstairs is like where you leave. He took us up in another elevator and took us where the taxis were dropping people off for the next cruise. So we got in. We were off the ship from the time we set foot off the ship to getting in the taxi was about 30 minutes. Wow, that's great. No, it's awesome. And what I'm telling you is if you hire a porter, yes, you're going to have to tip him. It might cost you 20 or $25. However, it cut an hour and a half off our time. Yeah. Some information for people, uh, questions we get at Dreams Unlimited Travel about these New York cruises. Um, First of all, Disney is very good in providing you with information. So don't worry about how you're going to, you know, how, people worried about where am I going to park and how am I going to get to the ship. All of that is pretty well uh, communicated beforehand and also as you arrive. But also getting off the ship is very easy as well. The night before, you get this sort of one sheet that talks about where to get a car service, where to meet the buses if you're getting on a bus, how to get your luggage, all that sort of stuff, what to do in New York City if you're staying for a few hours. So don't panic about that stuff. Disney's really good about communicating all of that to you in advance. One of the very, very, very cool things was standing up on deck because you're sailing alongside Manhattan. And it's a very different experience from leaving Port Canaveral where (laughs) three minutes after the boat pulls away, you're out in the open ocean. We sailed all the way from Midtown at 55th Street down past the Financial District and the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) So it was very cool to watch the magic glide through this very metropolitan urban area. It was was really neat. I bet that was a spectacle from shore too, you know, being able to see the the ship. When we went to St. John's, one of the things we noticed is there were school kids. There were uh, classes with teachers bringing people out to see the Disney cruise ship. <laughs> field trip. The yep. field trip. <laughs> it was probably a big deal to them. So. Wow. Well, and when we were in St. John, as we were heading back to the boat, we all noticed you couldn't see the top of the Disney magic because of the fog. <laughs> you could only see the black lower part and like those first couple decks, the, the smokestacks, everything was gone. Wow. That's crazy. It, it was it was a neat. There were a lot of experiences that were very different for people who are used to Caribbean cruises. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys had a, a good experience on that cruise overall. Um, uh, it was a really good discussion. I'm glad we got the, a chance to talk about that. I want to thank you guys for this segment. And uh, again, I want to encourage everybody to listen to our other segments this week on the Diz Unplug. So we. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Our segment was better than Kathleen's, right? (laughs) I don't know about that.